When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The 10th. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, like multiple times in the course of a year, you'll hear me calling to you, our community, uh, to push it. I mean, to try stuff that's extremely unconventional with your aquariums, perhaps boundary pushing, aesthetically uncomfortable, even unconvincing for some, but different, functional, and yeah, I suppose, weird. Stuff that pushes into the, that's some strange shit territory, Stuff that in previous years would result in a lot of hobbyists telling you stuff like, it can't work, you'll crash your tank, it can't be maintained long-term, etc., etc., etc. Stuff that, as a disciple of the natural botanical-style aquarium, will leave others confused and perhaps leave you asking those naysayers, why are you saying that? Because no one's done it before? Or does the idea just not make sense to you? Yeah, pushing back on conventionality is often a good thing. It's kind of what we do here. Not for the sake of being a dick, of course, but for the sake of pushing us to do new things in the hobby. There's so much interesting stuff out there to study and replicate in our aquariums. Not just to diorama it up and mail it in to win a biotope aquarium contest or whatever, or an aquascaping contest, but no, to replicate in form and function these unique habitats that are found all over the world. I say this over and over and over and over again because it's a completely different mindset. I think we need to spend much more time really trying to get our hands around why these natural habitats are the way they are, to understand why they formed, how they operate, and what set of unique characteristics they possess which makes them home to our beloved fishes. The fact that they look a certain way is, as I've said a lot, and I've said it a lot recently, sort of a, a collateral benefit of the whole game. I feel like I have a duty to sort of expose to the aquarium world um, all these really interesting and unusual aspects of nature because they might just lead to some unlocks about aspects of the aquatic world that will create beneficial outcomes for our captive fishes too, not just because they're weird. Not just because replicating them runs contrary to what we've been told is appropriate subject matter for an aquarium. In fact, not all these things are weird. Not all of them are impossible or dangerous to replicate in the aquarium. Some are simply ideas that haven't been played out in the confines of an aquarium for whatever reason. These ideas, these habitats are simply often overlooked. Attempting to replicate the functional aspects of wild habitats is simply a due diligence thing to me. It'll force us collectively to push our skills out a bit, learn something. These ideas are fascinating. These ideas are cool. Cool because they force us to look at nature in a different way. Cool because they make us consider not only the appearance, but the, uh, wait for it, function of these features. Some may be really hard to replicate in the confines of an aquarium. Others may ultimately turn out simply to be not all that exciting or perhaps more trouble than they're worth. Although I doubt it. I've taken away something good or bad from every single one of these crazy ideas that I've embarked on over the years. And I've done a few crazy ideas before, trust me. I think that most, if not all, of these crazy ideas that we play with will yield interesting insights into nature while pushing us along in the evolution of aquarium keeping, even when they fail. 
It's time to breathe life into these kinds of ideas to encourage the hobby to push the boundaries back a bit further. Actually, a lot further. It's time to go where no one's gone before. And sure, because it's cool. Literally, our tenant mantra in 2021, as articulated to my team, is do cool shit. And that's kind of what we're going to do. It's what we keep doing. I hope you join us there, too. At the place where what we know and what we think we know about meat. At that delta, the intersection between science and art. As the world turns a more interested eye towards the idea of tanks with water in them and that's not crystal clear, blue-white, we at Tannen have an obligation to share some new ideas, to keep pushing the boundary forward. We can't just be content to popularize the idea of botanicals, black water, and brackish aquariums. That's, that's not our role. We have to push out further. I plan on playing with more representations of unusual niche habitats. That's just kind of my thing. I, I hope you're interested in it too. Stuff like vernal pools, flooded rice paddies, blackwater mangrove thickets, muddy streams, etc, etc, etc. Detritus. We're going to see more tangles of roots, tree stumps, sediment encrusted branches, all sorts of stuff that we see in various wild aquatic habitats. More unusual brackage water stuff. Maybe even some marine aquarium work as we take natural the natural case to sort of the other side of the salinity line. Many of you asked me to do that, so I'm willing to put out my old reefing skills to the test and do some new things again. My salty adventure will almost certainly center around mangroves, but there'll be some other aspects too. We know the elements of our botanical-style world, things that are probably not unique to our end of the hobby, but something unique in that we embrace it. Stuff like detritus, bits and pieces of decomposing botanical materials, mixes of sand, sediments, and leaves, aquatic plants, bark, etc. Oh, and we'll likely see more work with substrates, as we've already noticed, you know, at the beginning of the year. I'm more and more fascinated about sediment and leaf-strewn habitats, how they form, what influences their water chemistry, and what fishes reside there. And yeah, we're going to play a lot more with this stuff, a lot more with the substrate as an organism idea that I've been talking about a lot lately. I can't stress enough how important I feel that the aquarium version of active substrates, borrowing from our herpetological friends, may be to aquariums. It's an area of the hobby which I think will be far more interesting than we think it is. There's so many lessons to learn and so many interesting things to accomplish in this area that are going to really change the way we operate and look at aquariums. I'd really like us to collectively push ourselves a bit more. Do it for yourself, but do it visibly to inspire and bring light to the world. Do your best, and sometimes you might fail, and that's okay. Do what makes your heart sing, no matter what anybody says, no matter what I say, no matter what the guy on Instagram says or whatever. Do it because you believe in it, because you want to try something different, because you have a, a thought that you want to act on. And occasionally, do something that's weird and do it well, regardless of what anyone says. Your vision just might inspire another hobbyist to do something that's never been even contemplated before. Those are the moments we live for. The moments that make facing challenges, fears, criticisms, all worth it in the end. That's the real benefit of going where no one's gone before. Take that journey. Stay bold. Stay creative. Stay true. Stay engaged. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the tent.